Are you ready to get the support you need for your author career and life? Join international indie bestseller Angela J. Ford and fantasy author Stephanie Wabwa as they talk all things writing, publishing, and the real life of an indie author. Welcome to the Indie Author Lifestyle Show. Living your best indie life starts here. Welcome to the Indie Author Lifestyle Show. This is episode 11 and Stephanie and I are back right before Christmas with just another episode. So Stephanie, tell me what's new in your world. Hey Angela, nothing much. Always in the writing cave per usual and I'm using the ridiculous cold that is winter outside these doors to as an excuse to just stay in my writing cave and not leave the house. I think I woke up this morning and it was so it was 25 degrees but it felt like 19. And so that's when I told myself, oh, dear friend, you're staying indoors. It is way too cold. <laughs> um, but I've been, I've been writing and I'm super excited. So I've been getting some revelations, you know, the little light bulbs that go off when we're writing and we realize, oh, this is what our stories need to do. It's been super fun. Um, got the idea for the short story that will open up my series, which will also be my freemium to um, build my list, which, you know, we can dive into stuff, strategies like that later on. But yeah, so I'm excited. The short story has been going really good. It's been one of those like gut stories where, you know, you're writing and it just kind of like flows out because it's just there and it's like ready to come out and everything kind of like lined up perfectly. So I'm really excited. I've been pouring all of my energy into that. I gave my manuscript a break for a bit, which is good because that behemoth of <laughs> a draft needed a pause. And so I've been diving into that short story and still working on the episodic story. I think we are on episode we're going to be going into episode four next week, which is really fun. And the latest option was either a seahorse <laughs> or an eel hound. And I'm waiting to see what these readers will choose. I know which one I want, but you never know with your readers. They always end up choosing the surprising choice. <laughs> so that's been my world of writing. What about you? What's been going on? Oh, well, I am officially on break right now. I actually just got back from my honeymoon a couple of days ago, and I have to one-up you on the coldness because I went ice skating in 13-degree weather, oh, and no. that was a cold experience. Oh, no, no. <laughs> icicles <laughs> in my hair. No, no. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun um just up in the mountains with all the snow and all that fun stuff but now I'm back in the warmth of Nashville which means 40s so it, <laughs> it's awesome and I haven't been writing I haven't really been doing anything but having fun and giving my brain a break uh I have episode 10 of my episodic story to write I really want to get that done and out the door before the new year so that people can vote on it. And I'm having a little season finale with it, which is kind of fun. Uh, so I feel like this is the end, like 10 episodes in, this is kind of the end of this part. And we're going on to kind of a different sort of phrasing with the story. So we'll see how it goes. But that's about it. And my book, um, Pawn, the night of, first book in the Night of the Dark Face series is with my editor. So that also really encourages me to take a break too because she's editing and I'm doing nothing. It's so 
I know that's not what we talked about in episode 10, what to do when you, your book is with your editor, but I'm, I'm doing nothing instead of prepping. So that's, I that's mean, what's breaks happening. Are necessary. Breaks are like super important. I feel like when you initially send it off to the editor, that's like prime season to just binge shows and drink all the cocoa and coffee and just do nothing. <laughs> like Just let your brain relax and do absolutely nothing. Just chill. <laughs> yeah, and it really helps that it's Christmas. Like, it's so good to just take a break and do all that. And speaking of, we have a really great interview with USA Today bestselling author Meg Cowley. And I'm really excited to dig into her interview. We talked about a lot of great things, including breaks and what to do when life catches up with you. And so I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Indie Author Lifestyle Show. And today we have a very special guest, Meg Cowley. She is a USA Today best-selling fantasy author, and she is from Yorkshire, England, where she lives with her husband, son, and two cats. Since 2017, she has been a full-time writer and has sold approximately, this is a massive number, so I hope you are listening, 125,000 books worldwide to date. In addition to writing, she's also an experienced illustrator, having worked in a variety of fields from adult coloring books to private commissions. Currently, she operates a successful business illustrating fantasy book covers. She loves everything fantasy, magic, and dragons, and has been a writer and author since she had, could pick up a pencil. She works best when fueled by Earl Grey tea, margarita pizza, and characters who want to as they're told. She's passionate about writing sweeping fantasies with characters that could step off the page in worlds that could be as real as our own. Meg, welcome to the show. Really excited to have you on. So tell Hello, us Angela. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. That sounds way more glamorous than what my daily existence is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being on. We're so excited to have you. <laughs> Yeah, so tell us a little bit about why you decided to be an indie author. And you do this full-time as well as your um, illustrating business. So I'd love to know, I mean, like, obviously you've been doing this a long time, but what got you started? What made you kind of take the leap to do this full-time? Mm -hmm. Well, um, I guess I've always had a passion for being creative. Uh, when I was a kid, I, I loved drawing and making up stories. Um, when I was in school, I learned to write, and obviously that's another way to tell stories. It's always just been a passion. It's, it's been something that's as easy and necessary as breathing to me. Um, but when I was growing up, uh, you know, indie author, it wasn't a thing. It just didn't exist. You had to get traditionally published that was it um so it was something that I always vaguely aspired to but I don't think I ever thought it would really happen because you don't just grow up and be a writer people don't do that that's not a proper job right we've all had the oh you know the, the talk to my parents you need to like go get a degree and go get this job and blah, 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 blah. so um stupidly I listened so uh yeah my school were kind of pushing everyone off to university to go get fancy degrees and I was just like oh, this isn't really for me. Um, so I ended up going out and getting a job in accountancy because there was literally nothing I wanted to do and it passed the time. It was very boring. So then I decided that 
um, maybe I should go do a job that was really valuable to society and I would sacrifice myself for the noble cause of education because being a writer obviously still wasn't a thing being an artist was not a thing it was not going to pay my bills and you know mortgage companies do not accept a pretty picture or a story in the payment of mortgages which I do not understand but that's a thing so I ended up training to be a teacher um, which was a different kind of hell to be quite honest um, and I was not cut out for it uh, I think we have brilliant children and brilliant teachers but it's kind of a broken system and I realized it just really wasn't for me um, so I stuck with my crappy uni job um, which was in retail working very unsocial hours and being quite fed up and I was writing stories on the side and, and that sort of kept me sane really um, I would write and draw on the side um, and one day uh, they just kind of pulled me in. I'd been there for five years, model employee. Um, I would bend over backwards for that company. I worked every late shift they asked, all the rest of it. And they just kind of pulled me in and went, eh, we don't have a job for you anymore. Bye-bye. And I was like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. um, so they were like, uh, I mean, we've got this this other job that you can do. Uh, you just blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to do that. And they were like, well, it's that or nothing. And I kind of went home and freaked out to my husband and he just went, why don't you just quit? And obviously like my brain was like, well, uh, we have bills and uh, we have bills. And uh, if I don't have money coming in, we still have bills. But he, he just, <laughs> he, I don't know. He has a crazy, crazy, wonderful way of turning like insane panic. That is like so overwhelming. I just can't function into calm rational ways forward and he somehow crazily convinced me that actually we could totally manage and it would be totally fine and I should just walk away so I did mm. I had one week's notice one week's pay no savings in the bank and I was so scared and it was the best thing I ever did and um, from then I went into um, a mentorship with a charity here called the Prince's Trust which is founded and patroned by Prince Charles um, and they helped me get a grant to start my business up and the rest is history. I, I never looked back. It was really hard and exhausting and I didn't know if I was going to make it but I mean a couple of years in and it's really nice to be able to look back and think I have so much further to go, there is still so much more to do and I've achieved so much and, and I'm kind of I'm able, I'm so privileged to be able to now be able to do my dream job day in, day out, write stories, draw beautiful pictures, and, and now have the, the flexibility to um, balance raising my son. I, I now have an 18-month-old toddler um, whilst also paying bills. And, I, you know, I earn more, way more now than I ever, ever did before. And it's just so gratifying to, to think that there is a way to, to actually be able to do your dream job and you know for me that's this and I, I never thought it was possible um so yeah I just feel incredibly lucky honestly your story is so inspiring because there are so many people that you know you think of your JK Rowling's right she was in that yeah. predicament where she yeah. reached rock bottom she was like I'm 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 sick of this and she had mm -hmm. to find something else yeah and boom Harry Potter mm -hmm. life changed and so it's incredibly inspiring because first of all I love that okay so obviously it was a bad thing you know you 
bend over backwards and they're like, okay, well, here's your option. You do this or you're gone, you know? And mm. it's hilarious because a couple of days ago I saw like a little quote thing on Facebook or whatever. And it was like, you know, shout out um, to all the shout out to all the creatives who have a side hustle, you know, um, or trying to replace their nine to five, just in case their nine to five decides to replace them, you know, (laughs) and it's like, and it's like, that's a, that's a reality. And so to know that, well, you know, how awesome it is for your husband to be like, just quit, you know, and for that to be pivotal turning point but you really have that story that so many writers or so many writing enthusiasts have where they want to fly into the realm of writing and create books and do that for a living but they're so scared and sometimes it's unfortunate but it takes that listen we don't have a job Mm -hmm. for you here anymore and it's like okay well I guess I have to turn to writing now yeah well the, the thing is it was like it was this is the this is your chance try it you, you you have got nothing left to lose because you already you already don't have a job you might as well try it um and genuinely I credit my husband for supporting me because he was so so incredible for moral support and obviously in the beginning financial support we had um just gosh when was this 2017 yeah so we had got married the year before we bought a house we got on an expensive honeymoon I just replaced my car and it was like, it was not the time to just have an income source completely dry up. But he, he had so much faith in what I was doing. And I mean, when I started, when I published my first book in 2014, I, he, along with everyone else, thought I was completely mental. Um, you know, I just turned around one day and was like, I'm writing a book. And he was like, hmm, okay, sure. And, you know, my parents are like, right, okay. And then they saw the printed copy of the book and they're like, mm, this is cool, good for you, go get a proper job now. And then when the money started coming in, I mean, like my husband had faith before that, but um, I think for other people, certainly it's only when the money starts coming in that they realize that this is okay, this is viable. This is like a grown up thing now. So um, I think it's really difficult because it's, it's very stereotypical that you can't just walk into this creative field and just earn money like you can do with any other job. And it is terrifying. But I found that I think that facing your fear is quite often a really productive thing because, yes, it's terrifying, but often it's, it's not quite as bad and, you know, big and bad and ugly as what you think. And you can actually deal with it and face through quite a lot more things than, than what you would think in the first place um and sometimes you have to be pushed rather than jumping um but I, I found it a very good thing and I don't regret it and I really wish I could go back and sit in the office with my bosses who also thought I was absolutely mental crazy and just be like this is what I've achieved just to show them that actually it was possible and it might be crazy but not for the reasons they think seriously that is so amazing hats off hats off thank you (laughs) so inspiring I didn't realize all the different things that happened with your story Meg and it just is really inspiring for me because that's so cool that you know that happened what in 2017 Mm -hmm. and here it is at the time of the recording of this Mm -hmm. podcast it is 2019 the end of 2019 and you oh no sorry it wasn't 20 it wasn't 2017 it was 2015 Okay. I'm getting, I, I feel like I'm getting old now. My years are just getting muddled up. I'm missing decades there. Yeah, sorry. 2015. So it's, it's just last week, it was four years. That was it. Four years since I quit the job. 
yeah so like literally two months after we just bought like the dream house that was at the top of our budget and all the rest of it so it was it was stressful I think that maybe that's when the gray house started (laughs) (laughs) you know that's so funny because that is actually the year that I quit my job I just was fed up and I was like I can't I'm going to go off and freelance and write novels and goodbye. I think think maybe there's just, maybe there's something in us that is just so different to other people, but I am just not made for a job. I am not made to work for the man, just not how I roll. And I aspire to more than that. And I need more than that in my life. I don't like the, the thought of just sitting behind a desk earning money for someone else just uh I did that and it, it just like it drains your soul of all joy and color and I think if you can't enjoy life what the heck's the point I agree I agree like if you like you said you know not made to work for the man I just I can't sit in the same space like that it's just thinking of it I'm like oh no we're not doing that that's not the move and so yeah. you know and so you're led into that creative mm-hmm. field but you know yeah. So you, your indie career literally just had a crash course, you know, like you, you had to, it was like dive <laughs> in and figure it out yesterday. Ride or die, ride or yeah, die. Ride <laughs> or die. And so how did you get off your feet fast? And then for y'all to be like, okay, we're going to be good. You know, you don't have, mm-hmm. we're down to one income. We have the dream house. We have the new car. We have, we're, oh, newly we're trying to oh. understand each other. We're, you know, we're newly married, but oh, yeah. No, I mean, we've, we've been together for a lot of years. We, okay. we, We've been together for nearly 12, I'm losing, again, losing track of numbers, like 12 years now. Um, nice. So, it, I mean, it, I think it, we got married maybe like six or seven and something years in. So, we have had plenty of time to know each oh, other. For some strange re- yeah, for some strange reason we've stuck about. But. Then maybe that's probably why he also like kind of knew, like there was probably that innate yeah. understanding, like, no, she can do this. I, I yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, when, it, when I went to do my degree, he only told me like a a year or so after I did it he was like yeah I knew that was a bad idea I knew that wasn't for you I was like what the heck didn't you tell me <laughs> he was like well you wouldn't have listened that's not the point <laughs> but how did you how did you figure it out though I mean like it was literally like jump in ride or die you know like so how did yeah. you get off your feet and get your wings so quickly in the indie community as an author well like I said I published my first book in 2014 and after that I just I was writing, but it was a, in a sort of, I just discovered Joanna Penn, the creative pen, and it was all still a bit new. I wasn't really sure how to do it, but I knew that there was a way. Um, and then adult coloring books became a thing, and I kind of jumped on that. I loved, I loved illustrating and did a few of them, had some financial success there. And that really made me think, oh, it is possible to make money in this. Um, but that was a fad and a trend, and that died off. And I realized that actually, yeah, it was fun, but I needed a solid business plan if I was going to actually make the success of this. So I finished the third book and final book in my series. um, And in January 2017, um, I had all three books and the lead magnet ready to go. Um, And I'd not really managed to get any success with anything else. The coloring books were dying out. It wasn't really working. And I, you know, I'd been out of my job for a year. I was just making ends meet. Um, and I took Mark Dawson's 101 course, which really helped affirm um, sensible strategies at that time for, you know, branding, launching, things like that, get my ducks in a row. And I ended up rapid releasing um, the three books in the trilogy, one per month. 
um, just before the release, I'd done a lead magnet, I built a, a subscriber list of a few thousand people, and, and this is a couple of years ago, so newsletters were performing really well. 90% open rates, 56% click rates. It was, you know, it was the golden time for newsletters because no one was really doing it. But that allowed me to actually make that um, that initial splash, um, and and that that really showed me that it was possible. And I, I got to four figures in a month, like low four figures, but it was still like, wow, okay, this is way better than my supermarket job, and this is actually earning money. But unfortunately, then I. Um, this was uh, April 2017 I actually had an ectopic pregnancy um, so that's if uh, anyone doesn't know that's where the baby is outside the womb and it can't survive but it's fatal to the mother unless it's operated um, so unfortunately that kind of derailed literally everything life just went on hold for quite a few months um, that was that was a really hard thing to deal with physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, grieving, healing. That was a really, really hard time. So I, I didn't really write during that time. Um, but after I'd recovered, I ended up joining in a project with um, a few other authors, which was a USA Today list aiming um, box set. And, and that really got me back into the indie scene and, and that was really good. I met some great people, learned a lot about marketing and it's also hell. It was really hard and exhausting, but I just kind of poured myself into that. And that's how I got my USA Today bestseller status um, with the Marked by Fate box set, which was awesome. And after that, I, I kind of got myself back on track, um, but I was pregnant with my son by this time. So I'm kind of just getting somewhere and then life derails and I'm just getting somewhere and life derails. And that is kind of the pattern of the past few years. I just get somewhere and then life's like, let's go on a tangent. Um, so I had my son and I've sort of been easing back into work since I had him and I've published my sec almost finished publishing my second epic fantasy series. Um, but just before I finished for my maternity leave, which was in March 2018, I released a box set of the first three books in um, in my initial trilogy, and it just it just blew away. It, it made six figures, and it, it, you know it saved me at a time when I was going on maternity leave. I could not write books and could not earn money, and you know the next month I had like a 20 grand paycheck in my bank, and it's like oh my god, thank you universe for delivering write what I needed when I needed it again and it was just the feeling because I I, I mean in that January I earned two hundred dollars and when this box set came up it was a case of this it's a ride or die kind of situation this is it for everything we have and, and I saw the income coming in and we maxed out every credit card I emptied every bank account to pay for ads to keep this money coming in and when that money landed, it was like, oh, my God, we've done it. We've done it. Thank God we've done it. Um, and that, that was just amazing. So it's, it's by no means been an easy journey. Um, I'm definitely not a straightforward one. It's kind of some steps forward and some steps back. But I, I, the perseverance has been the key and not giving up. <laughs> no, that's amazing. And I love that you shared both the highs and the lows. I think one of the things that is yeah. really hard when we see <laughs> Like when I see successful authors is we just see the success and we uh -huh, don't yeah. see the journey. And that's yeah, what we're yeah. really all about over here at Indie Author Lifestyle. We like to have real yeah. talk. We like to talk the about the authenticity. Yes. 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 It's not yeah. sunshine and roses. Like things happen. Like no. we always be like writing hardcore, churning out no. every yeah. month. Like 
we have mm-hmm. life. Like you yeah. have done now and you know, you need yeah. time off during your pregnancy in order to mm-hmm. uh, just not focus on the, the work and the writing. Yeah. It's amazing that you were able to bring in that income and make yeah I was so grateful yeah and unfortunately the market's changed it's you know as as we've talked talked about quite regularly to our mutual frustration you know the algorithms keep changing AMS keeps changing oh my goodness why do they keep changing it is not broken stop fixing it but it's just a case of okay dig in refocus and refigure out how to you know work in the new system but yeah um it's certainly not been easy, but it's worth it. <laughs> no, but totally. When you were sharing before, first of all, it's so much to unpack. Mm-hmm. Incredibly inspiring. And like Angela said, I love that you shared the highs and the lows. And thank you for being so vulnerable because yeah. listeners need to know that, you know, it's not going yeah. to be a perfect journey. It will be hard. Mm-hmm. You will have yeah. people reach out you. You will have to oh, prove yeah. to them, you know, you're going to have to show them like, I have money in the bank, you know, like this is a real thing. And also it's good for them to know, Hey, if you're going through a tough time, do not beat yourself up because you can't write in this season. Life is life. And sometimes we need to take a break, but there will be a, that is so, so right. Still there waiting for you when you come back. Yeah. That that is so right. Yeah. Since since having my son, I've definitely learned that there are seasons in life and this is a completely different season to what's come before. As, it, as the seasons that come will be completely different to this and that has been a complete game changer eye-opener revelation. absolutely but <laughs> honestly though but some major things happen through that though I mean you managed to get into this um the thing that really stuck out to me is you managed to get into this USA Today best-selling like this I, I've seen it before where it's like a yeah. it's like a group and you know you gotta you know get your way in and then there's a whole lot yeah, of work. it is hard <laughs> talk about that process because I know that I I initially saw it and like the surface of it and I was like oh yeah no I don't think I'm built for this right now and so like I literally stepped back but for readers who've never who don't even know like what that is Mm -hmm. walk us through that process yeah um I'll preface this by saying it was worth it but I would not do it again and I am glad I do not have to do it again (laughs) because it was hard so um the Mark Twain Fate set was 25 or 26 authors and we all contributed a novel to this box set. We all bought in money, so that money was spent on covers, advertising, um, things like that. Um, the goal was to get as many pre-orders as we could to hit the USA Today bestseller list when we launched. Um, all the pre-orders that you get count in launch week and you have something, I think it's like Tuesday through Tuesday counts for use that but then like monday through sunday counts for new york times there's different time scales for the different lists anyway um and we wanted to hit them all and we we only made use that but it was still a huge achievement um and there was just a lot of work it's not like you just throw some money in and boom you know ams gobbles it up and spits you out a thousand pre-orders or something like that it's not like that you have to be on it all the time you are messaging readers you are posting in a million groups you are emailing people you're trying to get new subs you're trying to do these unique things that will attract readers to to buy your set over all the other books out there because you're doing something cool and different so we were innovative in quite a lot of different ways and it was really nice because the sets the box sets after us copied quite a lot of what we did so that was quite gratifying um in being sort of like trailblazers in that and the one thing that really set us apart was 
I brought augmented reality to it. So every single book in that set, I made sure had some augmented reality, which was completely not the done thing. And that was a heck of a lot of extra work. Um, but again, it was something cool and groundbreaking and interesting and different that brought new people to our set. Um, but yeah, basically everyone in the set worked incredibly, incredibly hard for a long time, like six months and more. Uh, yeah. And it was hours every day, every single person. It was incredibly draining. Um, and especially when I just had the ectopic pregnancy and everything that we were going through, it was it was a welcome focus, but it was very, very tiring. Um, so when we launched, I, I think on that week, we got maybe somewhere between about 13 and 15,000 copies sold that week. And, and that's how we hit you. So I think we got to number 56 or 58, something like that. So we did quite well. Um, but wow, I sat back after that and it was like, I am exhausted. I need to sleep for a week. <laughs> it was it was incredible, but yeah, wouldn't want to do it again. Um, it's got harder and harder to hit the lists as well. So mm. it's something that I think the window is closing on the potential of being able to do that in a multi-author box set, which is unfortunate. Because um, it is a great marketing boost to have to be able to put you sat bestseller on your covers. It, it does help. So yeah, that's a little behind the scenes. <laughs> that is incredible. I've seen those two and I really debated about joining one, but yeah, the work, it is just mm -hmm. wow, so much. So intense. Yeah. yeah. Is there any kind of marketing like tactics that you learned from being part of that that you were able to apply to yourself? Or was it just really like exclusively for that group? Yeah, it was very, very specialized and things change so fast in our industry and have changed so much since that I would say what I've learned there is not really current, but you know, it taught me a lot of valuable things at the time that I didn't know then that have sort of helped, um, but not, not in a direct way, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't had any other books that I've done crazy long pre-orders on or, you know, gone wide with and stuff. So there were limited stuff that I could take as a, a KU, um, KU writer. No, that's really cool. And so as far as like the illustration side of things, so when did you start merging the two? When from writing to doing your covers to then actually making that a business to do that for other authors? Like when, when did the two worlds really blend and it became, you know, just your overall career, you know, fusing the two? Uh, that, that would be at early 2017. So just after I rapidly released those first three books, um, I started doing covers uh, that year and they were terrible, obviously, compared to what I do now. <laughs> but at the time it was, you know, I did them really cheap and it was a way to learn skill. And I had people who were, I mean, obviously it was a really good deal. I think I did book covers for like 50 pounds or $50, something like that. It was super cheap. So it allowed me to earn that bit of extra money and get the clients. But, um, you know, it increased my skill set as well. And obviously they were getting a great deal. But um, yeah, it was about two years ago that I merged the two businesses. Um, I quit covers whilst I was off on maternity leave. I came back into the writing and it's only been in the past three or so months that I've started doing covers again. I've had to upskill a lot. The market for covers, like the market for books, has changed so much and developed so much. So I've worked really hard to upskill to 
the level of, of some of the other designers out there and it's been a ton of fun people are giving me great projects to work on and I am really privileged to be able to work with so many lovely authors that I know from the writing community and it's really nice to work with them on other creative projects too. No, that's amazing. It's really cool to see kind of how far you've come. And I know that I like to use you for my typography, which I yeah. actually have another project for you coming soon. Um, awesome. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a lot of fun. But no, I like yeah. that you are an author. And so you kind of, you get what authors really need. When exactly. Right. Yeah. It yeah. helps to have the back door. <laughs> yes. Yes. I feel like some authors, they kind of just skimp over and they don't realize how powerful a cover yeah. is when it comes to the marketing piece so is that yeah I mean I've I've bought I bought a book the other week and it was a one-click buy cover and actually the book I really didn't enjoy really didn't enjoy it, but the cover was so good it was like mm, I need that so it is so important absolutely yeah that's just something that I just love seeing the the covers and even more, I realized that I've gotten obsessed with the pre-made covers and I'm trying to like calm down and not like yeah. one <laughs> little stack yeah. of books that I need to write. But <laughs> it's really fun. And that's something that you're doing now too. Like, or perhaps you've always done it, but you have the, the pre-made covers and you like a little release every yeah, week, yeah. a little teaser. Mm -hmm. I really like that. Yeah. I've just started doing that. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping that will help attract more people into the cover design business side of things because it's so fun I love it it's like a different part of the creative brain to writing but yeah oh yeah absolutely but it's still that visualizing and you just mm -hmm. really do you just do fantasy covers is that correct yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah nice. that's where my heart is how do you find balance between the two when it comes you know oh. you have that other you know you have your next series that you're trying to wrap mm -hmm. up mm -hmm. I mean we're let's, let's just be real all three of us are designers on here right and so it's mm -hmm, like yeah there, there is sometimes there's a struggle with the balance because i'll get lost yeah. in design work or i'll get lost in the story and it's like mm -hmm. you've got to do both yeah. <laughs> you know so how do yeah. you prioritize your time and you how do you manage your time to make sure that they both get that equal time attention mm -hmm. and also excellence as well yeah, I really struggle, to be completely honest. Um, so I've just started up the covers again this year. Um, but to be honest, we've, we've had a really bad year. And since my son was born, I've actually really struggled with, with very bad postpartum depression. Mm. Um, so I have not been writing much for the past maybe four months. I've not written for two and a half of those in sort of patches. So that's given me the time to focus on the covers. That's been, that's been really quite a nice distraction and quite sort of calming um, and fulfilling. But typically I work on my writing stuff in the morning and then admin covers on, in the afternoon and evening. Um, my son goes to daycare three days a week. So those are the days that I work on that's it. Um, but I, I do really find it challenging because writing is a full-time job. Cover design is a full-time job. Raising a child is a full-time job. And then there's the husband and, you know, the house and having a social life and having free time. You know, <laughs> all these things. So it's really, um, it is a challenge to balance, but I live, I will show you, um, I live by my bullet journal, my Bujo, um, mm. and that really helps keep me organized. And what I've really focused on is minimizing. Um, I only focus on the barest minimum of tasks. So if it's not writing a book or reaching readers, if it's not designing a cover and dealing with my clients, um, and if it's not, you know, looking after myself and my family, then 
is it that important? Does it need to be done? Probably not. And I just cut ruthlessly everything that I can because there's only so much um, energy, there's only so much willpower, there's only so much time that you have in every given day. And I have got past the point where I feel the need to be a perfectionist and overachieve and fit in all the things. And that's taken about three years to get from the mentality of I must do all these million things to simplify and just do you know this one thing and that one thing and do it well and that's enough so I would not say that I'm perfect by any means and I would not say that it's easy at all but that's how I try and focus on it on a daily basis is by segmenting those blocks of time and really stripping out anything that's not essential um, this week my goal is to stop picking my phone up because weirdly enough if I pick my phone up I don't get work done can you imagine so I'm putting a ban, I'm putting a ban on Facebook, I'm putting a ban on all my fun little WhatsApp author groups, um, and I am showing up and writing words and making art. So that is my problems to myself. Here's <laughs> such sage advice for because, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the thing, like we, when you're working for yourself, it can be really easy to get caught up in doing all the things. Angela and I talk about it all the time. Yeah. We're done and tired with trying yeah. to do all the things. And the fact that you said, hey, if it's not work for business or for or for family, you've got to go. You know what I mean? And I... Yeah. That's but even things thing. like inside the business, it's I find that there's a lot of things that just creep onto the to-do list and masquerade mm. themselves is very important actually really stripping back what my brand is what my business is and what's going to get me to the point I want to be at I can actually strip away a lot of things that are extraneous and would otherwise bury me with like all these meaningful little tasks it's I guess it's maybe like the 80 20 rule you know make sure you're actually doing the stuff that is getting you the results and take out everything else that you can because it's otherwise we just do all the things and mm -hmm. without a clone or a time turner, we just can't do all the things, can we? Yeah. Right. So you good. just go crazy if you just try and do everything. So just don't. <laughs> <laughs> you do. And I love this advice. Like that's something that I hear over and over again. Like, hey, like mm -hmm. just push that off the plate. It is not important. Mm -hmm. And just focus mm -hmm. on things that are really yeah. important. No, that's <laughs> fantastic. And I like that. Like this is awesome advice for authors to hear too, because so many times we feel like we have to do everything and that's just yeah. not true. Like it's no. kind of picking and choosing and that's a good way of finding balance. Yeah. You want to call that a very elusive thing yeah. to find, but mm -hmm. it's fantastic. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I think it's an ever-changing thing as well. Like, mm -hmm. you know, life keeps changing, getting married. You've just got married. Congratulations. Thank you, you know, your head, your head's spinning and you're doing all the things. And then now you move on to a different season of life and different things will come in and take your time and your attention. And it's kind of this constantly changing balance of life weaving around you and you kind of have to adjust your course if necessary. Um, so it's, yeah, <laughs> I think the bullet journal has been the most helpful thing for me, but I'm quite a visual person. So it's really helped me being able to see my weekly tasks and know that what I've got on there is not overwhelming anymore because before I used to write it down and just freak out about how I just could not get any of it done and then you feel like a failure you set yourself up for failure if you think that you have to do everything so yeah it's so true well we are just about out of time for today and this yeah. is just a phenomenal interview we loved having you on you've shared you. great things for authors 
Is there anything else that you want to kind of leave our listeners with? Um, just that it's been so great to chat and thank you so much for having me. I feel like the best thing that this author life has given me is this wonderful tribe. Everywhere I go, it doesn't matter who I meet, it doesn't matter what religion they are, what gender they are, what creed they are, what colour, anything. We have so much in common and that is just magical. I feel like it's such a human connection with everyone, whether, you know, it's, oh, we're writers and we're mums, or, you know, we're writers and we're English, or we're writers and we're both fantasy writers. It's, I just love this tribe and how we all have so much in common and how it's just so wholesome and positive and working together to just create this amazing industry. We are the first generation of indie authors. That is a brilliant thing, and I could not be prouder to be part of this amazing community. I agree. I love it so much. Thanks so much, Meg, for coming on. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. The journey to becoming a full-time author on your own terms doesn't have to be lonely or hard. We have an awesome community where we chat daily, write together, and motivate each other. To be part of this vibrant community of indie authors living their best bookish life on their own terms, go to IndieAuthorLifestyle.com forward slash inner circle for more information. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love to hear more from you. Leaving a rating or review helps us to create more great content like this. Be sure to rate this episode and subscribe to the show. Thanks for listening to the Indie Author Lifestyle Show. See you inside the community.